Welcome to the Cultivate Church Planning Podcast. Today I'm talking with Brenda Leavenworth and Krista Fox about women in church planting. Brenda is the founder and president of When She Leads Ministry and is married to Pastor Ted Leavenworth of Reliance Church in Temecula, California. Krista and her family were missionaries in the Amazonian region of Brazil. She and her husband Kyle planted a church there, and Krista leads a ministry that is dedicated to helping individuals involved in human trafficking. Today we'll be discussing the contributions that women make to church planting, the challenges that women face in leadership, and how we can better equip women for ministry. We'll also talk about the future of women in the CGN network as we look to plant a thousand churches in 10 years. This is a must-listen episode for anyone who's interested in learning more about the role of women in church planting. Some of the topics we'll be discussing on today's episode are how Brenda and Krista got started in church planting, the challenges they've faced as women in church leadership, the importance of getting women involved in leadership and ministry, the vision for women in the CGN network, and how to avoid the dangers of an overemphasis on women in ministry. So whether you're a woman who's interested in church planting, a pastor who wants to get more women involved in leadership, or just someone who's interested in learning more about women in ministry, this episode is for you. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome to the Cultivate Church Planning Podcast, and I am joined today by two lovely women who have joined us for a great talk about women in church planting and women in ministry, uh, especially in church ministry. And I have with me Brenda Leavenworth, who is amazing, and she has spearheaded the When She Leads ministry within CGN. And uh, I also have with me Krista Fox, and she and her husband have just moved back from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Brazil! Balins! <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fun to Balin. say it. They planted the church there yeah. and had an amazing ministry. I've just gotten to know um, her a little bit and her story. And so I've invited them to come on to this show because we need more women involvement in church and especially in church planting. We've got a goal to plant a thousand churches within um, Calvary Chapel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not just us guys that are out there doing it. Yep. You're going to need some women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need some help. <laughs> That's right. So um, welcome to the show. Thanks. And, Thanks for having uh, us. Yeah. And um, we've been here at a, a, a vision a meeting here at CGN and just had a great talk about the importance of supporting not only pastors' wives, but also women in ministry and churches. And I'd love to talk about it a little bit more today in regards to church planting, because yeah. it's not just the churches that are established, but it's the ones that we want to get started. And, um, you know, women, uh, not even wives, some are unmarried that are instrumental in planting these churches that we're talking about. Yeah. So let's get into it. First of all, though, Brenda, talk about... Um, your church and your husband Ted, who's awesome, and he's got a podcast of his own. Yeah, um, Leadership Collective. I'll put a, put a plug in for yeah, Leadership yeah, Collective. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a link on that Leadership Collective <laughs> with uh, Pastor Rob Salvato too. It's yep. an awesome podcast, so I'm, yep. a, I'm a fan. So tell us about the ministry. So um, I'm from Reliance Church in Temecula, California, and Ted and I have uh, planted two churches. One we planted in 1992 when um, we had no idea what it meant to church plant. We just knew that we wanted Christian friends around us. And so um, at that time, Calvary had the pastors wanted list. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> was that like pastors wanted like dead or alive like, list I or, think, or wanted yeah. pastors to We didn't know churches. it was going to okay. kill us, but <laughs> or that people were going to put us on their posters looking for us. But, um, wanted. but 
yeah, we we put we started a Calvary Chapel when we didn't even know what a Calvary Chapel was. We'd never stepped foot into a Calvary Chapel. We just knew the reputation. We knew that you could call and they would send a pastor out and say, hey, we have this Bible study. Can you send us a pastor? And they did. And that took us through the first year. And then um, we had a, another guy come in that was there for 15 years. So Ted served as the executive pastor for 15. So uh, he has, okay. we planted the church in our living room, but we had no business being, he, we weren't ready. He wasn't ready to be a pastor. So we had a pastor come in. He served as the executive pastor for 15. So we have that experience. Then in 2007, God called him to lay down his power, his position and his paycheck. And he Whoa. said there was a fourth one that he wasn't uh, quite ready for, and that was pride. And so <laughs> God spent the next two years gutting him like a fish, he says. <laughs> and um, so 2007, we went on an adventure of faith and started all over, and that one was harder because then we did know what we were getting to do. Yeah. And so that one was a little more difficult. And so we planted a church there in Temecula thinking, why are we here? There's all these churches, um, but God called us to teach the Bible and teach it well and teach it thoroughly and um, leave the results up to him. And so we've been there for about 15, 16 years. He serves as the senior pastor and yeah, it's uh, awesome. it's going good. Is the, yeah, this last Sunday was crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It was awesome. Good, good. Okay, Krista, what about you? Tell us about Brazil. So, yeah, so we, Brazil's our second church plant as well. Kind of okay. like Brenda, we planted it back at our home state of Denver. My husband was assistant pastor for a few years before we left to become missionaries. And um, it was interesting. We didn't go out as church planters in Brazil, but we went out in faith to just serve the Lord. And the very first thing that he showed me when we got to Brazil were all of these individuals in prostitution on the corners of our streets, right up the street from our house. Every corner I saw was a worker. And I remember thinking and telling my husband, Kyle, I was like, what is going on here? Like, what, what are all these individuals doing? There surely has to be a church or a nonprofit or a mission group or an organization, that got something going on to help these individuals, because I could not understand why there were so many. And let me get involved. Let me be involved with something already going, because I didn't really want to start anything. And so we prayed and we looked and we searched and there was nothing. There was no church helping. There was no ministry. There was no government thing helping at the time. This was eight years ago. And so I prayed and the Lord put a huge burden on my heart. And I just prayed. I remember I was praying one day for the Lord to the Lord. And I was just like, Lord, if you've given me this work to do for you, I don't know anything about human trafficking at the time. I don't know anything about prostitution work. I don't know anything about any of this. I was like, so just tell me, Lord. And he gave me the verse, 20, Proverbs 24, 11. And it says, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. And I was sitting on the patio of my house in Brazil. And I'll probably cry a little now. Yeah. <laughs> and I can still see the vision in my head that these people are just walking to their death and nobody is doing anything for them. And the Lord told me then, he's like, you're going to be doing something. And I didn't know what. I just knew I didn't want them going off like sheep to the slaughter to death to hell. Like I knew I loved them. Yeah. And that was the burden I had. And you know, it's interesting. He gave me the burden. He gave me the call. We named the ministry that, but he had me sit for two years just praying because it wasn't time. Yeah. And so, but what the Lord did in that is give my husband a burden for the church. And so okay. the Lord gave me the burden for these individuals, which then 
sparked a burden in my husband's heart for a church that if these people wanted to come out or even just come to a church that they'd be welcome because we were searching for other churches like hey if we work in your area with these individuals can they go to your church can they get connected and they're like yeah Yeah. it's complicated which means no and you're like what do you mean it's not complicated (laughs) it's complicated and Are so, they gonna like clean themselves up and get yeah, yeah. become Christians before yeah. they come in? Cause and that's a lot of the thought that we fight down there in Brazil is that yeah. it, on the outward you gotta look good, yeah, and yeah. so and that's not true. And so the Lord put it on my husband's heart like we need a church that's open to receiving whoever mm-hmm. and whoever needs Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's how Calvary Beling then started. And so that was over five almost six years ago six years ago and right. mine so my husband and yeah we planted that church he's senior pat well was up until this a few weeks ago because now we've handed everything over to the brazilian nationals wow. and it's thriving and it's fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. and um that's how calvary bling started I love is it. because we my husband saw this in me you know in my burden and then the lord gave him this burden and we worked together in these things and it's still going. That's awesome. And it's just neat. Yeah. That's awesome. It reminds me of, because uh, we went to East Africa and we, we planted the church there, but the way we got there was through my wife and her heart and burden for, um, you know, the kids and orphans and stuff like that. And she would she heard a missionary speak at the Bible College, Calvary Chapel Bible College, about the need that was there and these missionaries that are doing this work and we need more laborers in the field, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we need more money for <laughs> money, people. yeah, money and people. And she really had a heart to go and serve in Uganda specifically. And I didn't. I was like, okay, I wanted to be a missionary somewhere, but we ended up uh, going there because of her mm-hmm. passion and her desire. And then we worked together, just similar to this, yeah. to plant the church. And yeah. I think it's a great point to get that, get a church. Like we're not just missionaries out uh, doing the good work, but church planting is the great commission Mm -hmm. Uh, pastor brian broderson was on the show here and that's the one thing that he said that really stuck with me is we're talking about the great commission here it is to church plant because all these other good things that we want to do we want to help the trafficking we want to help in uh, the orphans and uh, Mm -hmm. water wells whatever it is it all centers around a a, local church healthy local church in the community because these people they need a community do they need a church home to go to and so it does start there and, and that's what we saw and that's what we really developed in Calvary Beling. And, you know, you can't train the whole church to be out on the streets doing work like we yeah. did with Proverbs Ministry. Yeah. But we do have a great team for that. But you can set the culture of your church. So when people come that are different into your church, they're, they know the gospel. Yeah. They know to receive them in love. They know to give them yeah. some time mm-hmm. when they might not look like the rest of, you know, what you think. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you just come in and you love them. And you're going to share the gospel and things are going to change, but yeah. they need to have that time and they need to have that And I space. love that the leadership of the church, which I would include you in that leadership of the church, mm-hmm. is spreading that vision from day one. Like yeah. this is a church where our heart is, yeah. as you led in that vision of reaching those, yeah. uh, the prostitution community and the trafficked uh, people, this is a place where they're going to be welcome. Yeah. And, you know, if that's not for everybody you know not everybody it's not easy for everybody to be part of a church people like to come to church and be comfortable and look nice and do all that um or for other reasons but you let them know you know that was spread down through the church and through and it's it's super interesting like our church has all sorts of people you know it has the doctor and the lawyer and then we have the homeless and 
like I said, we didn't have to have a training seminar for the whole church. Like, oh, when you see the, you know, with the drunk person that's passed outside the front of the church, like, we don't have to have a training on how to work with them. Mm-hmm. They already know we're going to bring them in. Yeah. And yeah. they're invited. And when somebody comes in that's maybe a little, uh, you know, and really maybe they're drunk <laughs> off the street. Crazy. And they want to they wanna sing on the stage. Uh, you know, I don't Are you talking uh, about Kyle? Your yeah. Husband? yeah. Kyle. <laughs> I've never met him, but. We've Kyle. talked to him. We've tried to do an intervention. Yeah, he just, he's out of control. Yeah. He's unruly. But the church responds. And I think it's true. It's because they see how we've done these things. Yeah. And that's our heart. And so we have a church's heart. The church's heart is after that, and yeah. it's just neat. It's super cool to see. Yeah. This is kind of off topic, but are you kind of sad that you left? I'm super sad. Oh, don't say it right yeah. now. Don't, <laughs> can't say that. I'm like four days out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. right, because you're right. You're just coming back. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. sorry. That's okay. Just, I know how you feel. If it yeah. helps, I know it how it is. It does help. It does help. But to, to know that you've handed the church over and yeah. you're on to the next phase of ministry in life, it's, yeah. it's uh, great. Yeah. Love it. And that's the thing about church planting is, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm not planting a church because, you know, I don't want to live in this other place for my whole life. I feel God calling me mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But a lot of times it's pass it off to right, the next yeah. person. Yeah. And there's always a next person. Unless yeah. your church is going to die with you, there's always a next person yeah. that's going to take over and, and do and, the work. And I think to acknowledge that church planting is a gifting from God. Yeah. And some people are church planters. They go, they establish the work, then yeah. they leave. I, I think it's the hardest work because you're doing the stuff in the beginning that like you have to be generalist, right? You yeah, have to do everything. Right. You do take out the trash, you do the dishes, you wash this, you know, you're preaching, you're doing children's ministry, you're making the coffee, like you're doing it all. I made coffee today. I know. And then like those, those aren't the glory days, you know? It actually overflowed and all the grounds went everywhere. So <laughs> I saw that. It's, did you say I that? I oh, from I'm the sorry. kitchen. I was like, I'm did not getting blamed for this, but I'll yeah. come back if it's good. That's my bad. <laughs> No, we've got a great team that that normally helps out in that. But you're absolutely right. It's um, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're doing a lot oh. of things, and um, it's not for everybody. It's hard work. It I, is. You know, I've planted several churches, but I feel like I don't want to do it. It's hard. It's hard work, but it's it's rewarding too. It's yeah. Rewarding. And it's needful because some things that people couldn't do in the beginning, you can hand it off at that like next stage, and they can take exactly. it from there. Yeah. But they couldn't pioneer. They're not the yeah. ones with the machetes, you no. know, cutting the new path. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're establishing it. It's going forward. Great. Okay, Brenda, when she leads, what is it? What are, what are you all about? <laughs> <laughs> so we started this, um, I guess, uh, initiative within CGN called When She Leads. And um, one of the things that we saw, like you were saying, it starts with the burden. And I have a burden for women in ministry. Not only the pastor's wife, the assistant pastor's wife, but then um, those that are in administration, those that are in church law, those that are serving in children's ministry, leading worship teams. Like there are high level leaders mm-hmm. and, and servants within the church that we, we work in this together, right? Yeah. Men and women. Um, and we're complementarian in nature. So we believe that women can do a lot in the church except for being an elder. Um, and so within that context, we just have this burden for women who are unsupported. And so we just thought, and God had put this vision on my heart years and years and years ago, and I thought he was going to do it a different way. Um, but just to be a, a leader of leaders and to, so started with that burden. And we just want to have women come alongside women, help equip them, 
help connect them one to another because I think we need a community as well. And it's great to integrate, but we just like you guys need another man to go to, we need other women to go mm -hmm. to that understand what it is to be married to a man in ministry, what it is to be a single woman in ministry, what it is to be a woman who maybe is married to an unsaved man, but in ministry, maybe one that's not involved in ministry, yeah. all these different things. So we want to come alongside. We want to equip women because we believe, too, that the more we're equipped by the word of God, the not the easier that ministry is going to be, but the we're going to do it the way Jesus did it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's our that's our North Star. We want to do a, um, we want to do ministry biblically. We want to do it according to the word of God. And so we want to equip women. We want to connect women with one another for community. And then we just want to be there to support, pray for, and just build that community of, of women. Um, and, you know, I, I like to say that, you know, CGN is a network not only for men, it's for women <laughs> too. It's not a boys club yeah, where we're trying. Yeah, not <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, not we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're and, not going anywhere. Uh -huh. You've always been here. It's just now there's a place at the table. There's a there's yes. a bigger uh, involvement. Yeah, and I think women are scared of, of that. So I think we need to be clear. This is not women's lib like move over men. Are you guys trying men. to take over? <laughs> yeah. Is this feminism? <laughs> uh, God forbid. <laughs> um, no, uh, but we're in ministry together and there's so much that, that we do. We're a body, we're a family. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. moms, there's dads, there's uncles, there's cousins. We all work together just like the family works. Yeah, a lot of churches um, neglect the importance of women in leadership and in ministry. Some overemphasize it, and we know we joke around, is this feminism, whatever. Um, but that's that's a, a, um, a problem that can happen, too, where it's kind of flipped, the pendulum swings. Mm -hmm. What would you say, I mean, as far as uh, women in ministry, women in leadership, um, and I was thinking about this, like my wife, Lynn, she's, and you guys know her, and she's awesome. Um, she's awesome. Yeah, just in case you're listening, you're awesome. <laughs> Lynn, we love you. We, Lynn. Love, Lynn, you. we love you. You're awesome. Yep. And, but I was thinking, you know, as we we're, uh, I was thinking about this um, podcast episode, um, what, what, what is it that our church would be missing if it wasn't for Lynn or for our women, mm -hmm. for our leader, women leaders? What would the church be lacking? And yeah. my, I would like to hear what you have to say, but my conclusion was the church probably wouldn't be here mm -hmm. if it wasn't for, or it'd sure. be really, you know, malnourished, I guess you could say, unhealthy. I, I would agree with a lot of that. And I, my husband, Kyle, would too. He tells me a lot. He's like, we couldn't do this, our mm -hmm. church, Calvary Bling, without the women. Um, you know, it, we're needed. You know, I shared how Calvary Bling started. And I don't know how that is with everybody, but I know in our church in Calvary Bling, the ministries are strong because a lot of them are led by women. And Kyle g gave our, um, full, a lot of liberty in that. Mm -hmm. And he supported it, you know, and... Yeah they're working in their giftings. And because these women are allowed to work in their giftings, these things are just exploding and they're exciting. Yeah. And, you know, some of the women that just kind of wondered, you know, Calvary Chapel in Brazil, like especially in our, the state we live in, um, nobody knows about it. Nobody understands. It's not like here in the States where everybody has heard of it. They don't even know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of questions. And one of the questions is, you know, are women allowed to teach? What's going on? Why don't I ever see you, Chris, up there mm -hmm. teaching yeah, on a yeah. Sunday? And I explained to them, you know, the the view we have. And then I asked them, though, I'm like, do you ever do you feel like left out? 
do you feel like there's something you can't do in our church? And all of them have said, no. I'm like, do you feel supported? You know, is Kyle, you know, and the rest of the, you know, the leadership, are they supporting you and your gifting? And they're like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so, and so there's no, they're not feeling like they're missing anything. Well, that's, that brings you to an important point, especially within Calvary Chapel, because I've been part of Calvary Chapel for a long time. And um, it's almost like, especially for pastor's wives, if we're talking about women in ministry, for pastor's wives especially, it's like, okay, he's the senior pastor, he's the head of the church, you know, he does all the ministry and vision and everything. And then the pastor's wife job is, you know, to do uh, women's ministry and uh, children's, piano. <laughs> children's ministry and play the piano. Right. And, um, but I mean, what, what are you hoping to see change um, from that kind of mentality to, all right, because what if Chris is not gifted to do women's, I don't know if you are or not, but if, what if she's she not gifted is. to, she is. Uh, to do women's ministry yeah. or any of these other things, or even to do ministry within that local church at all. Maybe it's some parachurch group that's you know right. working on stuff. Well, I mean, how are we working to to change the mentality to enable women to have more of a role in leadership and, and in the church? I I think to go back to your first question, what would we be missing? Half the church. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. statistically, at least fifty percent or sixty percent of the church are women. Um, To your second point, I think that we all have a lot of work to do. This isn't just the men need to get on board with this. (laughs) Like, I think we as women, we have work to do, too. I I think we all have to intentionally take a look at this and go, how can we biblically and healthily get this right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not just based on tradition, not just based on. Um, what we see in the world, but what we see in the scriptures, you know, Paul traveled with so many women, you know, Aquila and Priscilla sitting down and, and um, doing these things and, and, and sharing the word of God. And you see just all these examples of women deacons. And I mean, for years, you know, we're going to commission deacons in our church, female deacons for one. Why? Because we believe it's biblically, biblical. We believe that the scriptures teach it. Why didn't we do it? for really unhealthy reasons. Yeah. You know, maybe the 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 culture wouldn't take it. Maybe yeah. the people weren't ready for it. We don't want I've heard this from from men. We don't want the drama. That it's <laughs> Have you heard that? I'm not saying that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. You Wait. heard Brian say it here. Yeah, yeah I just don't want the drama. <laughs> don't want the drama. But but That's funny. We because it's biblical. not a biblical objection. It's just I don't want the drama. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to get healthier okay. in that way, and I think all of us are trying to get healthier. So we, as women, we're trying to navigate. How do we go into a meeting when yeah, we're sitting yeah, with yeah, men? Yeah, yeah. You know, because we are more emotional. So maybe we have to check that at the door, and just go in with a with a professional attitude and like we're okay. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna check our emotions. Maybe men have to come in with not having that preconceived idea of what this is going to yeah, be or not right, wanting yeah. to hear a woman's voice or being intimidated. Yeah, yeah, I have felt intimidated in meetings from I'll tell Ted, don't ask me any questions. I don't want to share my right. opinion. Why? Because then I'm going to be viewed as that person that is like uh, aggressive. Yeah, you know, for oh, a man, yeah, yeah, aggression yeah. is a very much of a strength. Yeah, yeah. For women, not so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's just that 
balance, it's I trying think. Trying to correct that almost a little bit. Trying to correct yeah. that a little bit. I got, I, a, I got that. Um, so uh, Brian Bell, Kelly Bell is part of the When She Leads mm -hmm. initiative. Also awesome. Also <laughs> awesome, yes. Hi, Kelly. Um, you know, we went to, side note, we went to Israel with them when we planted a church in Washington. And my wife's name's Lynn yep. Kelly. And my name's Brian Kelly. And his name's Brian Bell, and she's Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Bell. So it was Brian and Brian's and Kelly's, Kelly's everywhere. Such a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. I call your wife Kelly all the time. It was a mess. And I've heard of yeah, people she do always, it too. She gets Kelly all the time. <laughs> and I get brain all the time. Brain? Well, just in like emails and stuff. Yeah. Or Brian the Lesser. Brian the Lesser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Brian Bell, um, he, he had a theology from a t-shirt and he sent me the picture of the t-shirt because I asked him and it was about Jesus and his relation in women in ministry and, you know, Jesus and it, I'll just read it. It says, uh, Jesus protected women, empowered women, honored women publicly, released the voice of women, confided in women, was funded by women, celebrated women by name, learned from women, respected women, and spoke of women as examples to follow. And then it says, our turn. So Yeah, I and love I, that. I love that because then to be able to do that, you actually have to get to know the women yeah. in your church. Yeah. So the pastors and the leaders and the men, they can't just not talk to them or us yeah. you know we have to you have to get to know us so yeah. we can we can do these things so you can entrust us with these things and that takes time you know in different areas so yeah. you know it's it's uncomfortable in some ways you know yeah. but there is a way to do it and to do it well do you think the fear is that just the women are going to start taking over the church and it's going to become unbiblical because that's like the criticism you mentioned complementarianism yeah. I, I had a really good joke for that because <laughs> You know, if someone doesn't know what complementarian means, it means you go around complimenting people all the yeah, time. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Huh? It's really easy to understand. Just like, blow you, up their bubble. You look great today. Yeah. 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 We're complementarian <laughs> around here. You look fantastic. Yeah, you look great. Yeah. I um, think they took Billy Graham's um, quote, you know, don't touch God's glory, women, or money. And it's like. We just took that a little too far. I think that's yeah. one of the fears uh, yeah. is that women are going to take over and there's a big um, fear coming out verbally uh -huh. um, in that. But I think also, you know, we're men and women. Mm -hmm. And so we have to we have to healthily be able to see each other's brothers and sisters and sin can get in there. And yeah. so I think that we have to be very biblical and very healthy about that but i think there is a way to do that yeah. in a healthy way that we're men and, and women wise. but we've been gifted by the mm -hmm. holy spirit all of us for in this case church planting mm -hmm. so right. coming back to that initial church planting team you know i think back in all of our church plants that we've done the women have been instrumental not just in like hey come help me you know make the coffee yeah. <laughs> right, right. but actually spearheading things like yeah. what you're talking about in your church plan and mm -hmm. what we're doing here how to how to enable that first of all make sure that's acceptable and um, not like just something that's done secretly like yeah you're a great leader but you mm -hmm. know don't get too vocal about it but like really acknowledge that yeah. this is someone on our leadership team yes and this is what they're doing and we wouldn't be where we are today without that and still have that balance to where we're, we're being biblical about it. I mm -hmm. love that point, yeah. you know, because you could go mm -hmm. to excesses and stuff. I think it's hard. Like, I don't know if it's people are fearful, because I guess that's more of a question for the men. Like, are they fearful that we're going to take the women are going to take it? I don't know. But I do know maybe a concern is how to do it um, and maintaining boundaries and to do it well. 
you know, without compromising, because things can be awkward, you know. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get to know the women in your church that have the calling, but still having your boundaries because we are man and woman and there are things and you don't ever want to um, have a, you know, any room for the devil to come into anything. And so that does make things a little bit more harder. Does it make that you can't do it? No, but I think maybe in the past, that's maybe why some of the churches didn't. They're like, oh, I can't really, you know, get to know her or him because... You know, we're, there's going to be extra challenges, gotta, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, and so yeah. you've got to think through drama. those. You know, <laughs> yeah, the drama. You bring somebody else one. with you. You know, it's not yeah, a yeah, one-on-one yeah. thing. You see, yeah. you know, it does make things more complicated. But you protect, you know, the woman and her relationship mm-hmm. with her husband if she's married, and the man with his or his mm-hmm. wife. And mm-hmm. you got to be wise in that. And I think that can be hard too. And so, of course, it is a lot easier for guys to probably be like, oh, I'm just going to go with him because I can just go out to lunch with him really mm-hmm. quick and we can have a fast mm-hmm. talk. And But he may not be gifted for the thing no. that you want to get and done. That's and that's the problem. Who cares if you can go out to lunch with him? Yeah. Just, you know, you just work have, around it. And then. And it just complicates it. So maybe that's part of it too. But yeah. I think the guys in the church that really are wanting to activate the women, like the full potential of the body, they're going to navigate around that and they're going to be like, yeah, it might be more difficult, but I'm just going to take, you know, this other guy with me yeah, and yeah, we're going to yeah. go and we're going to have a nice, a nice yeah, talk yeah. and it's yeah, going to yeah, be, yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah. 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 Especially in church planting. I mean, you, you rarely get to like have a, it's not like there's a whole bunch of people that are <laughs> gifted that you're just going to get to select from. Like it's a, you Time. know, like you're running a football team or mm-hmm. something and you're drafting. Um, you work with the people that God has called and gifted to your specific situation, right. both men and women. And you have to be able to adapt. I think a lot of these young church planners who have grown up in a church where women were not included in the ministry right. um, are struggling because they don't see the potential of the women's role in planting a new church, like big roles. And so I think to kind of open that up, I mean, I went I went and took over a church. It was kind of a kind of a replant, but um, great church. And it was the the worship leader was um, was a woman, but she wasn't the worship leader. Her the pastor was the worship leader. He said, "Okay, so it, you know, I don't want to get into she details." She was a secret worship. Yeah, she was a secret. But no, I wait. It gets. But wait, there's more. <laughs> She um, and she was extremely gifted, one of the best singers, worship leaders that I've ever heard. Very talented musician, and she would be up on stage, and her her husband had to be up there with her because she wasn't allowed to pray on the stage because she was a woman. A woman I forgot came. you had cameras. I don't have my poker face on. <laughs> We're like this. We're like- <laughs> Most people would just be listening, but uh, just so if you're just listening, Brenda has shock and awe on her face um and that was you know because of this misconstrued thing of you know women have a role in the church and men have a role in the church and this is a woman's role and this is and that was kind of distorted a little bit or a lot of bit so she had to teach her husband how to sing he wasn't he was a he could do all right he couldn't play an instrument but he just had to stand up there and and be the worship leader on stage Mm. and she was just a guitar player and singer i guess that was okay yeah but um, then he had to pray, so she couldn't. She wasn't allowed to pray on stage. And then when we came into the church, they told me about that, and I, I laughed. I thought it was a joke at first. I'm like, oh, that's a good joke, funny. Yeah. And then now uh, they're like serious. And then when I said no, no, um, I said to this guy, you don't, you don't have to sing anymore. 
you don't have to be on stage. She's like, oh, good. I didn't like you. I didn't like being up there. <laughs> how awkward for him. And then I said to this girl that, you know, you're the worship leader. I'm God hasn't called me to be the worship leader. I'm I'm called to teach and to be an elder of the church because we mentioned the the male role of the elder in the church. Right. That's what we believe. That's what complementarianism. Um, but you're called to have vision and direction from God within the vision of the church, of course. Under but, His leadership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's your and I, I'm I, I've never seen someone. I mean, they're already gifted tremendously in worship and that sort of thing, but someone change and just brighten up and just really thrive. And it, it just changed everything. Just that mm-hmm. one yeah. thing of this woman who was called to this yeah. position that was not allowed to operate mm-hmm. in that because of that right. tradition. It's so hard. I remember when my first years of ministry, the first church that we helped plant back in um, Colorado or home state, I've used this analogy before when we were talking, but it's like kind of blooming where you're planted. You're supposed to be able to bloom. And I had this vision like, you know, I'm coming up and there's like these hard rocks. And then, but the church I was at, it was really hard because they just didn't, they didn't understand me or my mm-hmm. calling and they just weren't supporting that. And I had just kind of had to go to the children's ministry and that was okay. I had yeah, you young kids. I could do that. <laughs> and I had young kids then, but I knew my heart were for women yeah. and hurting women. And so I would, pl- I felt like I would like sprout up a little bit and yeah. then there was another rock on it and you're like, oh, and you get crushed back down and then you just keep, you know, trying to big, go out out of this hard ground and it shouldn't be like that yeah. in a mm-hmm. church it shouldn't be like that like we were in leadership we were new like brenda and ted were in their first you know church plant we were like that too young in christ young in all this not really knowing what we we're doing and i kind of thought well this is just how it is for women like this is just what it is for me like yeah. i i'm gonna i really feel like i'm called to do this but i can't so i'm going to do this and just praise the lord you brought people into my life that are like no Mm-hmm. You can do this. It right. gave me confidence in that, even when I wasn't being supported in the yeah. church. And I'm like, oh, I can. Yeah. And then my husband was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Good. And, Good for him. And then and, we did. Um, <laughs> the funny thing about that church that I was talking about is on the back of all of the sanctuary, there was this huge mural. And it was the women after the resurrection. It was the empty tomb. And it was the women running from the empty tomb to go tell yeah. the first... <laughs> You know, Wait, to be the evangelist yeah. <laughs> to the apostles, who, by the way, when they were told, said, we don't believe that. You're just telling us a story. And that was, uh, you know, as you know, the beginning of the, yeah. the church and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think there's just such a big, a big place for this kind of teaching, especially within Calvary Chapel. A biblical, balanced view of this. And right. when we're going out planting these churches, we want to plant churches that have the balanced view of mm-hmm. what it means to be a women a woman leader a woman in ministry and also for um, pastors wives who are called into ministry and leadership along yeah. together with their husbands yeah and i think that that needs to be set free let's be honest those scriptures are hard to navigate mm-hmm. they're hard to figure out some of them seem very vague to me you know the stuff in first timothy i think mm-hmm. it is talking about, you know, women teaching and, mm-hmm. okay, what does that mean? And we've all come up with our own idea yeah. of what that means. And and I, someone had said it before, but just giving people grace mm-hmm. to figure that out along the way, because I think that we've been taught one thing and we're kind of coming up and saying, is that really what his intention, what was his intention yeah. here? And, and everybody kind of takes those things differently. But I think having grace and giving the pastor the ability, the scene, the elder of the church, it's supposed to 
be the guy we say that's overseeing the church, giving him the ability to interpret that for his congregation, what that looks like. It doesn't mean one's right. I think that we're all right and we're all wrong Mm -hmm. all at the same time. We might miss this. Yeah, we're all going to be corrected when we get to heaven. We're going to be like, oh, yeah. But let's be gracious towards one another for how we're interpreting. Unless it's like ridiculous, like the man, the poor man. How humiliating for the man to yeah. stand on the stage. <laughs> try yes, to see his heart. Girl, we can't be late to church. He's we got to see that. We're such a nice guy too. Well, the sad thing about that story is they had confided in me before I. There was an announcement that I was coming to be the new pastor, and they said, the very Sunday that was announced was the Sunday they just had decided. They had been at this church for 10, 15 years that they were going to leave the church because. Mm-hmm. You know that was just a stifling experience yeah not being able to operate in the gifts that god has given you is very stifling it it's quenches hurting. that's when you're not quenched yeah. the spirit that's oh. what i felt like in the earlier days in the very first like had my husband not been in the second guy at the church i felt like that hurt i had gone through not just with not being able to operate in my giftings which by the way i was just beginning to understand what yeah, my giftings yeah. were yeah. they weren't encouraged and i didn't know much about it I think that would have been something, had the Lord not made me stay, it would have been something where people leave the church. Yes. And yeah. and so I'm so thankful that my husband was in the position. It wasn't really, it wasn't a choice, but I was thinking, man, if I wasn't in this position, it's so easy to just be like, you know what? Yeah. Bye. Yeah. I'm not doing this. And But the Lord was so grace, you know, just graceful and merciful and protective and yeah. carried me through. Let me ask you one question, then I'll, we'll, we'll end with a, a final thought. Um, what would you say to someone who's part of a church planning team or even part of an existing church, a woman that is struggling in this way with an inability to be able to, um, to fulfill what she believes uh, God is calling her to do? How can that person, I mean, we're talking to leaders of churches, so right. it's easy for leaders because you just say, okay, now we're going to you know, slowly or change these policies or whatever it is um what would you say to someone that's in a church or in a church planning team that is not really being allowed to fulfill that what god's called them to do as a woman i mean first i would probably encourage obviously prayer prayer um i would encourage a woman to start a dialogue about what she feels gifted in and how she can um feel like she's using those giftings obviously she's not in charge so depending on the philosophy of ministry i would ask questions about what's your philosophy of ministry what do you believe about women in ministry because maybe it's just not a good fit yeah for the person um maybe if she feels like she should be doing something i mean god has used that to move people on like you know okay i'm never going to be able to serve but i also think having open and honest conversations about let's look at what scripture says what it what does it say how can i fulfill Mm -hmm. this sometimes it's just the leadership going man i haven't considered that i heard Mm -hmm. one situation Mm -hmm. where the guys were meeting in the room and they kept running out to the office to get the answers from the administrator (laughs) of the church who had all the information that they needed for their meeting i have an idea why don't you bring the administrator (laughs) and she was bold enough to say Mm -hmm. hey why don't you just bring me in the room? I have yeah. all the information I could share it with you. And it was like, because people might think you have ideas. 
Yeah. <laughs> Light bulb. You know, we could have her in the room without feeling threatened. She's yeah. not unbiblical because she's sitting in a meeting yeah. trying to help yeah. the elders of the church make yeah, a decision. Yeah. She doesn't have to be an elder to yeah, do that. Yeah. So I think it's opening up those conversations about let's let's talk about this. Even with our in our own network, we're just having a conversation about this. Like these are healthy conversations mm -hmm. and sometimes uh, leadership is tension. Leadership is going into that conflict and going, okay, let's wrestle through this. Yeah. Is what we thought for 40 years, is that right? Is, you know, what's right? What's wrong? And I've, I've like just labored over these, mm -hmm. these kind mm -hmm. of women texts, like what's God getting at here? What's Paul actually saying? Yeah, yeah. What was going on in the culture? What's going on in our church? How can I navigate that? How can I use my gifts in a way that's fulfilling and I can and I can uh, put wisdom into the church, help build culture, help leadership. My strength, I think, is leadership. So how can I how can I affect yeah. the church in that way without overstepping mm -hmm. the the laws that God has given? Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to worry about oh I feel less than because God's given that in His Word mm -hmm. that we believe that elders should run the church. Yeah and they should be male. I am completely yeah. okay with that, yeah. and I am completely submissive to that order Because you're structure. in a healthy church that values and gives place yeah. to women in leadership. Yeah, I feel valued. Yeah. I feel And if hurt. it doesn't, you just yeah. talk to your husband and tell him. <laughs> yes. I, I, would I was going to make a joke there. Would, you were going to make a joke? Oh, no, you got have to put the filter on around here. Tell me later. You don't have to put the filter on around here. Um, oh, if I boy. could just add a little bit I, about, because what you were saying is like, what if they feel like you're, they're not using their giftings? And yeah, I agree yeah. with everything you said, Brenda, of having the dialogue, talking, and then submitting. But I would also add waiting. Yep. Because, and, yeah, and, that's a good word. and don't fight for it. Mm -hmm. You don't, if the Lord has put a burden on you and he's called you to this work, you will be doing it. You don't have to exactly. fight. You yep. don't have to. Amen to argue with anybody. You can sit back and wait. I mean, I've had to wait for years and things and you will be called. The Lord will write, like mm -hmm. pull you up and use you in the time. And so there's just no point in that. So just do everything, pray, talk to them when it be quiet and wait. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will, yeah. the Lord will use you. And yeah, learning mm -hmm. to submit when we don't, cause we think, Oh, I'm submissive. Well, submission doesn't really begin until you disagree with something, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's just agreement. So, so if you're that way, yeah. <laughs> if you're lear learning submission is a really good quality to have. That that okay, I don't agree with that leader, but I can submit. I think that's a great lesson mm -hmm. for yeah. even and submit you to later. one another. The scripture yeah. says. Yes. So. Let's end with some last words. Man, this episode has gone by way too fast. I'd love to have <laughs> yeah. you guys back on it's again. So it's also been a lot of drama, too, because yeah, there's, there's women. There's more women here. So there it's we been go. a lot of drama. There lot of we drama. go again, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I just want to point out to our listeners that when she leads, you have a podcast yourself, uh, yes. Brenda. And so go search that podcast up, and they've got a bunch of episodes. They're awesome. Yep. And On an, every podcast platform, yep. whensheleads.org. We've yep. we got Zoom calls going on. We have Karen coaches. Yep. We do live events. We go to churches and equip women yep. and um, do a conference Friday night, Saturday. We'll fly in. We'll equip. We'll 
spend yeah. time with your women. We love, 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 love that. Yeah, yeah. Church, no church too small or too big. You guys will come in and, and yeah. do it. So yep. it's awesome. And um, so check that out, whensheleads.org. Yep. And then the podcast as well. Yeah. And uh, we'll also keep you um, updated on what the, the Fox family is going to be yeah. <laughs> doing in the future. Be Thanks. praying for you guys. Thank but you. Any last words, Krista? Um, just thank you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for this talk and this dialogue and opening it up. I'm really excited to see what yeah. God's going to do in yeah. all these women's lives and yeah. and the husbands that are hearing this. Yeah. I'm excited I'll to, to say, hear hey, it. I've you got this tell great us. podcast you should yeah. listen to. Huh? <laughs> Brenda, what do you have to say then? I'm just I'm I'm appreciative that we're having the conversation. It's been exciting to um, even more so collaborate with men in. I mean, I, I will just tell you, I've been in ministry 30 years, and she had asked me, "Would you come to Brazil?" I'm like, "No, I don't like dirt. <laughs> it's hot. I don't want to walk far. I hate the heat." They got good yeah. food though. Yeah, they do have amazing so food. Brazilian yeah. barbecue oh, yeah. for certain. She'll come back for that. I will <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But in that collaboration, you know, we're talking about going to Uganda and we're talking about going to all these different places and the Cultivate Ministry collaborating with When She Leads. And it's just such a beautiful thing to like, what can you do? I'm a visionary. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what could be? Yeah. What can we do if we can collaborate with men and women in this biblical way? Like, What might the Lord do? It's just exciting. Very exciting. Really. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Cultivate Church Planting Podcast. For more information on church planting or to get involved with the Cultivate program, visit cultivatechurchplanting.com. You can also find us on social media and YouTube at Cultivate Church Planting. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Justin Thomas, president of Calvary Chapel Bible College. I want to invite you to visit our beautiful new campus located in the mountains of Southern California. CCBC offers a unique blend of theological training and practical education, equipping students to make a difference. With experienced faculty, supportive community, and a commitment to excellence, CCBC is the perfect foundation for every calling in life and ministry. If you or anyone you know is looking for a place to grow, check us out at ccbc.info. CCBC, a solid foundation for every calling. This podcast is a part of CGN Media, a podcast network that points to Christ. We are supported by listeners like you. To help us create more great shows, visit cgnmedia.org support.